the Lord. Amen. Uh, turn with me, if you would, to the book of 2 Samuel. Chapter 22, 2 Samuel, chapter 22. While we're getting there, we're glad to have our son home. Amen. Yes, sir. It's good to have you home and in worship this morning. Amen. All right. 2 Samuel, chapter 22, beginning at verse 47. All right. And it reads. Apologize for my slowness for getting there. Second Samuel, chapter twenty-two, verse forty-seven. <clears throat> the Lord lives; blessed be my rock. Let God be exalted, the rock of my salvation. It is God who avenges me and subdues the peoples under me. He delivers me from my enemies. You also lift me above those who rise against me. You have delivered me from the violent men. Therefore, I will give thanks to you, O God, among the Gentiles, and sing praises to your name. He is the tower of salvation to his king, and shows mercy to his anointed, to David and his descendants forevermore. Amen. <clears throat> I want to use for a thought today a better way to give thanks. A better way to give thanks. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you, Lord, that as your word goes forth, it will not return to you void, but it will accomplish all that you desire. Thank you that you prosper your word in the things that you've sent your word to. Thank you for sending this word to us today in this Thanksgiving season. Lord, your good and your mercy endure forever. Be glorified now. Grant a fresh anointing of your spirit that I might minister under your anointing. And through your anointing, yokes will be destroyed and burdens removed. It's in Jesus' name that we pray and we thank you. Amen. 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 This is... This is the Sunday prior to the day that we as a nation celebrates Thanksgiving. And a lot of people will gather different places with their family and their friends and different events will take place. Uh, they're supposed to say that we are thankful. Uh, for those of us who are believers, we're thankful to God, hopefully, for all of his blessings that he's given to us, and we recognize, we recognize that it is God who has blessed us and has brought us through everything that he has brought us through and brought us to where we are today. But for some people, they're gathering for Thanksgiving, and they, they may be thankful for their families. They may be thankful for their new house and their new car, and, but sometimes that Thanksgiving is not rendered up to God. Sometimes people are very inward in their thinking and they, they don't consider the fact that it's God who has blessed them in the way that, that, that he has blessed them. I'm reminded, as I think of Thanksgiving, 
of a song by Andre Crouch, old song. We don't sing it much anymore. How can I say thanks for all the things you've done for me? Hallelujah. Things so undeserved, yet you gave to prove your love for me. Alpha, think about that song. The words go on and on and on. He says, the voices of a thousand angels, or does it say a million angels? Uh, one of the two. Cannot express my gratitude. All that I am and ever hope to be, I owe it all to you. Hallelujah. How many of us really realize that? All that we are and ever hope to be, we owe it to God. Amen. I have realized for many years in my life uh, that all that I am and ever hope to be, I owe it to God. I can't, I look back over my life, I think about that song, <laughs> and think things over. And I do realize that I have a testimony. Because I think about, you know, a boy growing up in Blair, South Carolina, you know, no idea that I would have ever gone the places that I've gone and done the things that I've done and been able to touch people's lives in the way that God has used me to do. I can't take credit for that. Nobody but God. Nobody but God could have orchestrated my life the way he has orchestrated my life. And I may not be rich in material things, but I'm rich in the blessings of the Lord. I'm rich in the people that God has brought into my life. I'm rich in the experiences that I've had in my life. And, 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 and many times, my brothers and sisters, we have to understand that when God brings us in relationship with people, sometimes that can mean more than money. Amen. Amen, Walls. Because he may bring you in contact with somebody who has money. Or who has resources, who has, who has doors that they can open for you. Amen. You know, and, 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 and so we have to realize that, that, that it's God. You look at your life. Think about where you come from. Think about where you are. And you may not be where you want to be. You may not be right now where God has destined you to be. But I guarantee you, your life is better off than it used to be. Amen. Amen. And if it's not, if you keep trusting God, it's going to get there. Hallelujah. Uh, and, and as I think about this today, I, I think about the first words of that song, how can I say thanks? And I, I want to talk about that, but from the perspective of how can I give thanks? Because I don't want to just say thank you. Amen. I, I, I want to give thanks to the Lord. Giving thanks is a serious matter. Amen. Uh, the scripture gives the account in Luke uh, chapter 17 of the 10 lepers uh, who were healed. And, 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 and only one of them turned around and gave Jesus thanks and praise for what he had done for them. The other nine went their way. The Bible doesn't say what happened to them, but Jesus said, where are the nine? You know, only one of you has returned, you know, to give thanks uh, to the Lord for his blessing. And Jesus told him to go show himself to the priest so that his healing could be verified 
and, and they could be given permission to return to their homes and their communities because once you were a leper, you were exiled. You were put out of your house. You were put out of your community. You could not associate. You were considered unclean. And the priest had to pronounce that you were clean and give you permission to return. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so all of them went that way except one who turned to thank Jesus for the miracle that had happened in his life. Of course, thanksgiving is a matter of being grateful. It's a matter of being appreciative as well as being polite. You know, as children, we were taught to say, thank you. And people did, you know, sometimes some children, they don't say thank you. Uh, but it's not the child's fault. Amen. Amen. You have to teach manners to children. Yeah. You have to remind them, you know, to be respectful. You have to remind them to say, yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, and yes, sir, and no. It's a matter of respect. It's not a matter of disrespect. It's a matter of respecting your elders, you know. And I've said this a lot because coming to York, it was strange to my ear to hear people, hear children calling adults by their first name. Because I don't remember that in our community. I remember one time calling my uncle by his first name. And, you know, even though I didn't get slapped, I should have got slapped in the mouth. And I thought about it, I said, that's a strange thing. It doesn't even seem right. It doesn't even seem right. This man is old enough to be my daddy, and I'm calling him by his first name. And so I stopped doing it because it was disrespectful. You know, that's how we were brought up. And that was, a, that was something in, I think, in, in our community that one of the things that we've kind of lost We've lost a lot in our community that, 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 that caused us to be respectful and, and made us want to excel, you know. Uh, you didn't hear about a lot of people dropping out of school when I was going to school. Maybe one or two, but, but, but you didn't hear a lot about dropouts because people pushed us to go to school. And they talked to us about the fact that they didn't have the opportunities that we had. And they want, and it wasn't just our parents, but it was older people in the community who knew the struggle and who knew what it was to, 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 to go through hardships and, 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 and work hard and work long hours and, uh, so that their children would have an opportunity to, to do better. Some of us did better, and we stopped pushing our children to do better. Some of us, not all of us. But that politeness, that, that matter of saying thank you, the matter of demonstrating thank you. You know, we used to hear words are cheap. Words are cheap. It's easy to say thank you, all right? It's, but it, it takes a little bit more effort to do something to prove that you're thankful. Amen. And, and it's not that you're necessarily proving it, but out of the appreciative heart, you do things to show that you're thankful for what someone has done for you. So when someone blesses you, you go and you do something else to bless them. Amen? So when God blesses us, I don't think it's enough just to say thank you. Thank you is in order. But when we look at the scriptures, that, 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 there should be evidence in a person's life that you're really grateful to God for the things that, that, that he has done in your life. And, 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 and so, so, so you want to display 
your thankfulness. You want to display your thanksgiving. Uh, it's very important. It's very important. Um, you know, because when you display your gratefulness, somebody is watching you. Yeah. I used to listen to my grandmother when she would thank God for every little thing. I remember one of my aunts saying, why are you thanking God? God didn't give it to you. I did. And I said, uh-uh, you got it wrong. You got it wrong. You might have been the vessel through which God brought it, but God did this thing. Amen. God did this thing, you know. And, 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 and I, would see, I would see my father and my mother when they would do things for people in the community and do things for children in the community because they realized that even though there were 11 of us growing up and even though things might have been hard on us, you know, to have 10 children in a house at one time and, and one parent working outside of the home, that's not an eat, but, you know, we were poor and didn't know we were poor because we had food to eat. You know, we never were cold in the winter except we went outside. You know, you get disobedient like I did one time and didn't, didn't cut wood for daddy to start the fire in the morning. I had to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and go outside in the ice and get wood. You know, you get disobedient, and so you get cold because you were disobedient. But otherwise, daddy would get up 4 o'clock in the morning, make a fire, and now all we have to do is flip the switch, and our children don't want to get out of the bed. You know, I get up in the morning, I raise the temperature so that when we, when we go in the bathroom, my wife can be warm, you know, take a shower in a warm bathroom. But, but, but we used to have to make a fire. Anybody know anything about that? No, y'all don't know anything about that. Not most of y'all. Amen. You know, but then I would see my parents do things for other people, even though there were a lot of us. They would always do things for the people in the community. I mean, you know, I would see Mama at Thanksgiving. I remember one time the turkey was so big, Mama had to cook it in the wash pot. See, y'all don't even know what a wash pot is. Well, you do because you fry fish in those pots these days. Those were the things that they used to have to go to the spring and heat water in and wash clothes. Amen. And boil that, boil that water and put that soap in there and use a stick to stir those clothes in that hot water. And, and so I remember once the turkey was so big and that was the best tasting turkey in the world. I want to do that again one day, you know. I don't know if my wife going <laughs> to cook that turkey. But, but, but there was always enough to share. There were people in the community that Mama wanted to make sure that they had food to eat. Even though she had 11 children to feed. Y'all understand? They were grateful for the things that God had blessed them with. And so, so just saying thank you is not enough, especially in this generation. We need to be pushed to demonstrate our thankfulness, to do things as unto the Lord, to show God that we are appreciative to him of all of his blessings in our lives. God's been good to us. God has been good to us. He's been good to us. How many of you had to go outside to get water this morning and take a bath? How many of you all had to boil water this morning and take a bath? You know, how many of you had to walk to the sanctuary today? God has been good to us. Been good to us. Good to us. Good to us. 
How many of you had to put food on credit? He's good to us. Oh, yes, I remember when there was no money and Daddy had to put food on credit till he got paid. But he was still willing to share. God has been good to us. And yet, many of us find ourselves so ungrateful. Some of us won't give a, a, a dime to the Lord. Much less the tithe. Because we're not realizing where our blessings are coming from. You wouldn't have that job if it were not for the Lord. You wouldn't have that house if it were not for the Lord. You wouldn't have those clothes if it were not for the Lord. I was cleaning my closet out the other day. I took out 19 pairs of shoes. Well, maybe it was not me. It was. Maybe it was nine. Anyway, I feel that bag with nine or nine, nine or 19, one of them I was counting, pair of shoes. And yet, where I keep my shoes, I still have more than enough. Now, I'm a man. We don't generally have a whole lot of shoes. If I ask ladies, how many pairs of shoes you got? Are you hearing me? God has been good to us. I'm looking at my closet and, and I'm going through my closet to see what it is that I can give to somebody else. Because I, I, got, I got so many shirts that, that, that my shirt is packed. My closet is packed full of shirts. I can't wear all of those shirts. And constantly, and I don't constantly get more. The newest shirts I got were gifts. Because I don't spend a whole lot of money on clothes. But you think about it. How many dresses, ladies, do you have? You know, men, men are not, you know, we don't do a whole lot. Maybe Elder Hassan's got a whole lot of suits. But <laughs> God! Is anybody, do you understand what I'm saying? We have more than enough. I shared, I shared with you the pastor that was visiting us from Liberia. I was in the kitchen cooking one day, and the pantry was open. He said, Bishop, why do you have so much food? And my mouth just kind of dropped at first because I wasn't expecting that, and I didn't know how to answer. And I finally said, well, you know, that's, that's the way it is here in America. We have food. Some of us... All of us have food that we throw away sometimes. Go through your deep freezer. He asked me that, and I went to his house, and I've been to a lot of pastors' houses in Liberia and other parts of Africa, and I realized that for many of them, they buy food when there's money available. But all we have to do is go to the deep freezer, go to the pantry, and our pantries are stacked full. God! has been good to us. Are you understanding me? You know, we can preserve food. They can't preserve food. Many of them in the villages, there's no electricity. They, they, they can drive fish. They may be able to dry fruit, but preserving food the way we preserve, they can't do it. So they live 
day by day. God has been good. Who knows that experience? Most of us who are Americans in the rest of the world, we don't know that experience. God has been good. So how do we give thanks? How do we display our things? First of all, saints, we got to realize how blessed we are. You know, you really have to sit down and you have to look at your situation, look at your life. You have to look at things. You have to pay attention. That's why I love songs that make us reflect. And, and when, I, when I think about that song, as I look back over my life, and that was another song I was thinking about this morning. I, I can't remember it right now. But, but and I think things over, you know. My life may have been hard at points, may have been difficult at times, but I've seen God make ways out of no way. Oh, yes, I have. I, I've seen God. You know, when I was in seminary and, and you know, me being the, the fifth child, I was never going to write home and uh, call home and ask daddy and mama for money because there are six children under me. And I had enough sense to know that once I went to college, I needed to make it on my own. But I, I, I was, I've seen the Lord, amen, when I didn't have money, when I was in seminary in Atlanta, and somebody would walk by and put some money in my hand. Or one of the sisters at church would say, we're going to have y'all over for dinner. Baptist Church in Atlanta, Georgia, they love some Reverend Jackson. And sometimes I think about those old sisters, you know, and they would make sure that we had food to eat. You know, and then some of them will make sure that we were taken care of during the week. That's the blessings of God in my life. And as you look back over your life, you ought to realize where you've come from, what you've gone through, and how God has brought you through. So I want to talk a little bit about displaying Thanksgiving and the better way to do it. And it, it, it does start. It starts with a proper recognition of who brought you through and who brought you out. In this particular psalm, David is looking back over his life. You know, reflection is so important. He's looking back over his life, and he's, he's talking about some of the things that he's been through. Amen? And, and he starts talking about the fact that, that enemies are a reality. David had enemies in his life. He had enemies in his life. What we picked up out in the scripture, he talks about this. And all of us know the Bible, the Bible makes it plain that we have enemies. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Your adversary prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Jesus said, you will be hated of all men for my name's sake. Okay? He said, many are the afflictions of the righteous. He said, in the world, you will have tribulation. Some of those, he says, but, all right, many of the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. In the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. All of us have enemies. The enemy comes in many different forms. Amen. Satan can manifest himself in your life, to you, or against you in many different ways. He may attack, he may attack uh, a direct attack upon your person to, de to destroy you, to attack your mind, to attack your reputation, to attack your, to attack your integrity. He can manifest attacks through sickness and disease. Amen. Everything just doesn't come natural. Some of them are attacks of the enemy. 
Everything is not because your mama had it. Some of it or your daddy had it. Some of it is an attack from the enemy. He can attack you through emotional distress and emotional conflict where your mind is all conflicted. Amen. Some things are not necessarily because there's a chemical imbalance. Sometimes it is an attack of the enemy. I was ministering in Dominican Republic, and this lady came to the altar for prayer. She came up with, a, with her uncle for prayer, and I started ministering to her, and I, and I laid my hands on her head, and then she started trying to move my hand. I said, I see what this is. I see what this is. She wanted to move my hand out of the way. And then she started struggling and fighting with us at the altar and tried to bite me. And I was rebuking that devil in the name of Jesus and calling that devil out of her because that was not mental. That was a spiritual attack. That was an attack of the enemy who had possessed her life. Satan, he's our enemy. And he wants to kill us steal and destroy from us. Satan will attack your finances. Oh, yes, he will attack your finances. Yeah, you see, you, you're doing good. Y'all still here? Are you tired? Okay, well, wake up and respond. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, the, so enemies come in many forms, but the wonderful thing is the Lord delivers us from the attacks of the enemy. Are you listening to me? The Lord delivers us. I don't care what way the devil comes at you. And this is key for us to remember because sometimes it may seem like God is slow in moving. All right? It may seem like God is not going to move on our behalf. It may seem like God is not hearing our prayers. But God hears our prayers. God hears our prayers. And if we can wait long enough, yeah, they that what? Wait upon the Lord. What will happen? They shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. David said in Psalm 40, I waited patiently on the Lord, and the Lord brought me up out of the pit. You may be in a pit right now, but I want you to know that if you wait patiently on the Lord, he will deliver you from your pit. Hallelujah. He delivered, he, he delivered Joseph from the pit. And Joseph had to go back into prison, but God delivered him. Are you understanding me? God will do the same thing for you. And as David reflected over his life, and the things that he had been through, David recognized who his deliverer was. So David says in verse 5, when the waves of death come past me, listen to these words. These are serious words. This is how David felt. And this may be how you're feeling right now. We're getting ready to join with our family and our friends. Amen. And we're going to have a big spread of food. And we're going to be laughing and talking. But somebody may feel like David felt. When the waves of death come past me, the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. Sometimes when your enemy is coming against you, it seems like everybody has turned against you. It seems like everybody is fighting against you. And they may make you afraid. Fear is real. He said, the sorrows of hell come past about me. The snares of death prevented me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. I cried to my God, and he did hear my voice 
out of his temple, and my cry did enter into his ears. I want to tell you today, if you cry unto God, God will hear you. I want to tell you today, if you cry unto God, your cry will enter his ears. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. Don't you know that you're in covenant with God? You're God's son. You're God's daughter. Hallelujah. God hears the cries of the righteous. Bless the name of Jesus. So it wasn't David's mighty men. All of us know the story of David's mighty men. Amen. Who risked their lives for David because they loved him. But it wasn't his mighty men who brought him out of his distress. Nor was it his position as king of the nation that brought him through. It was God. It was God. Proper thanksgiving comes out of proper recognition of the one who brought you out. The one who brought you through. And sometimes I think about my aunt and what she said. I was saying to myself, she doesn't realize who it is that has brought her through. But I thank God for being raised by a mom and a daddy who knew that it was God who brought them through, who knew that it was God who sustained them, who knew that it was God who was able to enable my daddy to put food on the table. I thank God for parents who knew that when they were sick, they cried out to God. It wasn't the doctor that healed. Glory to God. When, when in the Baptist church, glory to God, folk didn't believe in speaking in tongues and didn't believe in healing. I would watch my mama on Sunday morning watching uh, Oral Roberts when she was sick in her body. And she began praying. And, and I believe that was time she even prayed in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Because she knew that it was God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So for David... It was God that brought him through. David realized that he had been through some devastating things in his life. David realized that he had been through things that could have possibly killed him. But God, hallelujah. How many of you have been through stuff that could have taken you out? But God. You may not have had cancer. It might have been a car accident. But God. Are you hearing me? You might have been driving down the road and hit a deer. Amen. But God. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. I was thinking the other day when I was coming from Bible study that night and the deer ran across the road and hit my car and hit the windshield. He could have come through the windshield and because he wasn't dead, started kicking me and could have killed me on the road. But God. But God. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. Bless the name of Jesus. David said, then the earth shook and trembled. The fountains of heaven moved and shook because he was wroth. There went up a smoke out of his nostrils and fire out of his breath devoured. Hallelujah. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down, glory to God, and darkness under his feet. And he rode upon a cherub and did fly. And he was seen upon the wings of the wind. And he made darkness pavilions around about him, dark waters and, and thick clouds of skies. Through the brightness before him were coals of fire. The Lord thundered from heaven, and the Most High uttered his voice. And he sent out arrows and scattered them, lightning and discomforted them. 
and the channels of the sea appeared, the fountains of the world were discovered. At the rebuking of the Lord, at the blast of the breath of his nostrils, he sent from above, he took me, he drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy. Sometimes you got a strong enemy, but God. Hallelujah. I thank God we serve the almighty God. Hallelujah. But God. I don't care how strong the enemy seems, but God. David said, he delivered me from my strong enemy and from them that hated me, for they were too strong for me. Glory to God. I've been through times in my life when my enemies were too strong for me, but God. Hallelujah. David said, he brought me forth into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. Hallelujah. David was a man after God's own heart. Was David a perfect man? No, David wasn't a perfect man. But David said God delighted in him. Do you know that you're not perfect today? But if you love God, hallelujah, God loves you. God delights in you, hallelujah. In the midst of your mess, God still loves you, hallelujah, because you place faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You may not get everything right, but I want you to know today that God loves you. God delights in you, and you ought to rejoice today because the almighty God. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. Bless the name of Jesus. You got to recognize who it is that brought you out. It wasn't your mama. It wasn't your daddy. It was God. It wasn't your education. It was God. It was not your good looks. It was God. Not the supervisor on your job. It was God. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. Wasn't the president of the country. It was God. Wasn't the president of the company. It was God. Are you understanding me? Hallelujah. You're not sitting in here today, glory to God, because your body was so strong that you resisted the disease. It was God. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Does anybody understand what I'm talking about? You got to recognize who it is that brought you out and recognize who it is that brought you through. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. That's why I can't pervert this gift. That's why I can't prostitute this gift. That's why I can't prophesy for money because it's God. There's nothing that I have that God didn't give to me. Bless the name of Jesus. Bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It was God. Uh, when you recognize who it is that brought you through. Hallelujah. That's the starting point of proper thanksgiving. And then that pushes you, glory to God, to begin to praise and worship God. When you realize that it's God who brought you through, why would you worship the devil? Now, I know people have different perspectives. But if I'm going to dance, I ain't dancing to the devil's music. That's right. Well, if I'm going to dance, when I realize that it's God that brought me out, all music is not bad. Now, I'm not saying all music is bad. But, but, but some of the stuff, 
some of the lyrics. In some places where they, where, where they play, it's, 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 it's sickening to my ears. And it's sickening to my spirit because it doesn't glorify the God who brought me out. It doesn't glorify the God who gave his only begotten son to die for my sins, to save me from a miserable life of sin. The God who suffered, bled, died on the cross. I just can't do it. I just can't do it. Because, because my thanksgiving can't be just displayed in the sanctuary. And if I'm in the nightclub, they don't want to hear me preaching to Jesus. That man up there on the, on the, stage, on the stage playing, and I'm going to go take the mic from him. I'm getting ready to talk about Jesus. I'm getting ready to sing. Uh, 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 uh. Every praise is to our God. It doesn't even fit in the nightclub. It might need to be in the nightclub. But how many of us are bold enough to go and take the microphone in the midst of the nightclub? Are you understanding me? So, so when I recognize who it is that has brought me out, who it is that has brought me through, and has done all of these wonderful things for me, it pushes me to praise God with all of my might. People may not understand and people may not appreciate it. Some people may be like Michael who looked at David and said, you just are disgracing yourself, dancing naked. He wasn't dancing naked before the people, but he took off his royal robe and just danced before the Lord because David realized that it was God who brought them out and allowed them to bring the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem. Ah, yeah. Proper thanksgiving is a matter of doing something tangible. I'm almost done. Doing something tangible to advance the cause of God and his kingdom. Are you listening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there is a tells you, you know, if you have this world's goods and you should give to people, don't, don't, don't pray for people and say, I'm praying for you, be filled. No, you have the opportunity. Bless them. Give to them. But, but love is what love does. You, you can say, I love you all day long, but you have to put some actions behind the words. Thanksgiving is a matter of putting some action behind our words. The prophet Micah made the statement, he has shown you, O man, what is good and what is right and what the, what the Lord does require of you to do justly, to love mercy, hallelujah, and to walk humbly with our God. So he's not talking about doing justly to God. He's talking about your fellow man, right? He's not talking about Love and mercy with God because you can't be merciful with God. But he's talking about being merciful with your fellow man. Oh, I know some of us are very legalistic. You know, we're very hard on people. But if it were not for the grace and mercy of Almighty God, none of us would be sitting in here right now because all of us deserve death for our sins. I don't know if there's anybody in you who can stand up and say, I don't deserve death for my sins. But the Bible says, hallelujah, that, 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 
that the wages of sin is death. Hallelujah. The righteous requirement of the law was fulfilled in Jesus' death. Hallelujah. He died for you and, and died for me. And that's the mercy of God that's shown to us. So God is dealing with us being merciful to one another. Hallelujah. So he's speaking of our actions toward one another as we walk humbly with God that will advance the cause of God and his kingdom in the earth realm. Hallelujah. Somebody shout action. Put some action behind your words. Hallelujah. Don't just say thank you. Hallelujah. But put some action behind your words. If I will give thanks to God properly for who he is and for what he's done for me, I need to put action behind my words. Sometimes people, and now somebody just told me the other day, my son would say, Dad, you need to rest. I need, yeah, that may be. Bless the Lord. But I got to keep on putting action behind my words. I just can't say, God, I love you, and sit down and do nothing. Are you understanding me? I can't say, God, I love you, and I see needs that God shows me, and I sit down and do nothing. Bless the name of Jesus. Because I found out that, that as I give myself, and we sing this song, I give myself, I give myself away. You give yourself away till you get tired. You give yourself away until there's something else you want to do. You give yourself away until... Amen. Amen. Truth be told, a lot of us don't give ourselves away. You know what giving yourself away means? That all of you belong to the Lord. The Lord said, get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and go over here and, and pray for this person. Guess what you're going to do? You're going to get up and go and pray. The Lord said, take food out of your house. That's the last piece of bread you got. And you got to get up in the morning and go to work. The Lord shows you somebody who has a need and says, take that bread and give it to that person. You know what you're going to do? If you've given yourself away, you're going to get that bread and you're going to give it to that other person if you've given yourself away. Because what you found out is that when you do what God told you to do, God will give back to you. Hallelujah. It's just like that woman God said to, to the prophet. The prophet said, Make me a cake of bread first. But we were going to eat the last cake. That's drought in the land. Me and my son were going to eat the last piece of bread, and we were going to lay down and die. But she obeyed the Lord because she had given herself away. And guess what? Every time she went back to the meal barrel after she fed the prophets, there was a meal in the barrel. You see, when you do what God says, you give away the last piece you thought was the last piece of bread. Then you look in the cupboard and you, oh, I forgot. I had bought some extra bread last week. Look back in the drawer in the refrigerator. There's some bread in there that you have forgot was in the refrigerator. And it's still good. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So we, sometimes we say we've given ourselves away, and we've never really given ourselves away. And you find out when people cross your path. You've given yourself away, so now you don't have any more anger issues. But you, <laughs> you're giving yourself away. Now you don't get offended easily because you gave yourself away. And then the wrong thing happens. And you find out that that anger is still there. Amen. Amen, Walls. 
That lady told me one time, she said, Pastor, she called me into the house, and nobody at T.O.P., nobody at Fishing Creek. Called me into the house, it had to be Marsh Creek. Called me into the house, and she was in tears. And she said, Pastor, I did something wrong, and something I thought I'd never do. She said, I beat this lady. And I said, what happened? She said, the lady was provoking me. She said, you're Christian. You take this. She kept, we were around the work together. And she kept hitting me and hitting me. And we stopped at the store. And, and when I got out, the lady said, if you're a Christian, take this. And she kicked me. And I turned around and took my umbrella. And I beat the blood out of her. And I said, mm. See, y'all saying I would have did the same thing. But we sing, I've given myself away. The Bible says, consider him who endures such contradiction of sinners against himself. You have not yet resisted on the blood. Striving against sin. Jesus went to the cross. Jesus took the nails in his hands. He took the nails in his feet. He wore the crown of thorns on his head. And he never murmured a word of opposition. He said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they do. But we said we've given ourselves away. The devil will challenge you. He'll challenge you. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. So if I'm going to give thanks to God properly for all he did, I have to put some action behind my words. David put some actions behind his words. He not only talked about his thanksgiving, we have the testimony of David's thanksgiving so that generations, even today, can read these words of David about his appreciativeness to God. And through David, you and I are encouraged today. Through David, God, God has caused, uh, through David, God's cause is being advanced in the world today. Through David, God's kingdom has been advanced in the world today. How do you say that, Pastor? Because when I read the genealogy of Jesus in Matthew chapter 1, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 1, this is the genealogy. I'm going to go down and read it for you so you can see it for yourself. This is the genealogy of Jesus let me just get there and just read it to you in Matthew chapter 1. It says, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know Jesus is the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. But, but God orchestrated that it came up through David. When God said that I will not suffer your throne to be absent of one of your descendants. Jesus Christ is a descendant of David. Jesus Christ died for your sins. Jesus Christ, hallelujah, God with us. Jesus Christ, the one who conquered death, hell and the grave through David. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Saints, David died thousands of years ago. His body decayed a long, long time ago, but his testimony still speaks. His testimony still speaks because he knew how to give thanks to God. Do we know how to give thanks to God? 
Will your testimony live past you? Will your grandchildren or great-grandchildren be talking about you? Will the saints somewhere in some church hundreds of years from now remember what you did for them? Remember your life of consecration, your life of godliness. Will they remember? Giving thanks. It's not just saying thank you. It's through the life that we live, through the service that we give. Let's stand.